0: 029, the Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey Wood and West and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland.
1: Everybody, welcome back in. It's time to go in the red zone here on 102.9 The Mater, listening on 102.9 FM, 1430 AM. Our fans listening tonight, both at uh, the links at HanoverCountySports.net and RBA SportsNetwork.com, and a good evening to all of you listening currently on the TuneIn Radio app on Radio R A D I A L L. That's R A. Rob with them along with you coming up in this hour looking forward to having a conversation with jackie davis uh, the longtime head softball coach at lee davis high school who announced to her team near the end of the practice part of the early part of the 2020 season before scrimmages and all get started that it was going to be her final year as head coach and then about 10 days later everything changed and we'll talk about what, how she's kind of responded to this, how her team is doing, and why she has decided not to come back in 2021. There's some specific reasons that led her to pick this year, and those reasons were not changed uh, by COVID-19. So we'll talk to Coach coming up in just a few moments here on The Mater. Got a couple of news notes to let you know about that. Came out this afternoon over at uh, randolph macon Another honor for Kelly Williams as her incredible career at Randolph-Macon Women's Basketball comes to a close. And by the way, what fun we had last week uh, spending the hour with Carol LaHaye, the now former head coach of women's basketball after 38 years. If you missed our conversation last Monday night, it was great. And it is available as a podcast right now, uh, both at rbasportsnetwork.com and hanovercountysports.net, both part of the RVA Sports Network. Uh, it is also available at the RVA Sports Network's podcast site. We have a separate site where we put all of the editions of In the Red Zone up. So if you can't hear us live on the Mater on Monday nights, you can listen anytime on demand, including tonight's broadcast will be available this week at Podbean. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com com well kelly what an incredible career and it's topped off by this honor player of the year honors in the commonwealth of virginia in the college division uh given that anou- announcement and award today by the virginia sports information directors named the vi the vasid player of the year in the college division that, and also of course landed on the all uh, state first team as well. Uh, two all-american nods in her career, multiple Odac recognitions, player of the year this year, uh Virginia Farm Bureau Scholar Athlete of the Year this year. She was the most outstanding player at the 2020 Odac tournament, which of course the Yellow Jackets won. As the four seed, she had 22 double-doubles coming off that horrific knee injury that cost her most of her junior year and that was third best in uh, Division Three nationally, she uh, rewrote the record book in terms of rebounds in both uh, Randolph-Macon history and Odak history. One thousand three hundred ninety-five. And if you think about it, how many more she would have had had she not been injured in 2019? You know, she could have probably hit. I would say the sixteen or seventeen hundred mark. And you have to remember the old record for both the conference and the college was uh, class of 16 katie anderson the great patrick henry player who finished with 1060 kelly tied that record in las vegas in december of 2018 just before she suffered that knee injury that ended her junior year very very prematurely so congratulations to her Uh, So it's player of the year, Kelly Williams, and uh, a nod to the rookie of the year, Anaya Simmons, Rob. uh, Area product, if memory serves me correctly, out of Christopher Newport. Kelly is one of three members of the ODAC to be on the first team, including Peyton Williams of Emory & Henry and her teammate, Sydney McKinney now the other piece of news coming out of randolph macon land here today and if i can swipe once we'll be good to go uh the men's volleyball team unfortunately their season cut short they have a kind of an unusual schedule from january into april so they were deep into their regular season when everything got called and of course the uh, division three and then the odak and in this case the centennial or i should say the continental uh volleyball conference but they released their all-conference teams on monday and congratulations to both senior lee olienic and freshman colby gibson named to the all-conference team both are all second team performers randolph macon finished the year five and 13 excuse me one and four in conference play remember just their second season as a recognized division three men's volleyball program so congratulations to both of them uh for making second team honors this season and and again just like so many things and so many people that we have talked about it's been so difficult to watch uh, situations be just kind of cut off at the knees so to speak and and this is one that we really haven't talked about yet we talked about how the men's basketball team you know they were heading to host around a round of 16 game in the NCAA tournament you know on their way hopefully maybe did the team and the program's first ever national championship and that got interrupted and, and and men's volleyball deep into their regular season looking forward to they should have been playing in, in the postseason at about this point the early half of April and unfortunately uh, that was not the case as well. But congratulations to both of those young men for that honor from the Continental Volleyball Conference earlier today and for the accolade to Kelly as well. The latest major event to go sideways is the Open Championship. Uh, it was announced <coughs> excuse me, uh, earlier today that the British Open has been postponed due to uh, the the issues surrounding COVID-19 and the coronavirus but a bit of good news this morning as well and if you may have caught it you may not have the masters have announced that they are going to be rescheduling the 2020 edition of that major golf tournament to the week of November the 9th. It'll be November 9th through 15th. And I I saw that and I'm like, number one, fantastic. We're going to we're going to play golf. We're going to get the Masters in this year because there are several events that have already just said no. Wimbledon, for example, will not try to to make up They have pushed back the, I believe it's the 134th edition that was supposed to be this year. They've already announced that that's going to take place in 2021. In essence, they're taking a year off, not by choice, but by force. But the Masters really wants to get the 2020 Masters in in 2020 and not officially cancel it. So their plans right now are the week of November 9 through 15. That is going to be a fascinating time to have such a major event kind of popped into the middle of everything we're talking about and doing at that time in early November. Uh, From our standpoint, we'll be starting the high school football playoffs. Uh, We will be looking at the game with Randolph-Macon and Hamden-Sydney coming up that weekend on November 14th. Can the Yellow Jackets be in a position to be playing for an ODAC championship? By then, we'll know if teams such as volleyball and field hockey and men's and women's soccer are going to win ODAC championships and and get to NCAA tournaments. Plus, of course, your favorite major college football team, insert name or names here. Plus, the NFL is going to be hot and heavy. The NBA, hopefully, will have started their season unless it's delayed by the delayed ending of this season if they get that in. But it's going to be a fascinating time to have the Masters just kind of, of dropped in uh so i'm I'm looking forward to seeing how things are handled in that and and how do you handle sunday in terms of the final round of the tournament when of course the um, the television rights have been with cbs since well long before i came on this earth i think they go back to either the 1950s or 1960s and uh, every masters i've ever watched has been on cbs Uh, and of course they are a national football league partner so they would have game scheduled on sunday and of course sec football on Saturdays. so does cbs sports network become involved in that does espn play a bigger role because they do the early rounds uh lots of juggling right now I, I it would be a headache time but an exciting time uh to be an executive in sports television trying to figure everything out and how you're going to make everything work the frustrating part of it is right now the fact that you really can't make concrete um uh plans you know the masters has gone ahead and said this and we're hoping that two things don't happen number 1 covid-19 doesn't you know roll on into the summer and become a bigger problem than we think it's going to be and number 2 we do have to watch out for a possible second outbreak which has already been discussed ad nauseam over the last few weeks. You may not have heard a lot about it simply because uh, we're talking so much about the pandemic that we're in right now, but certainly with something without a cure, there's always the possibility of a surge, just like we go into that time of year. It's the start of flu season. Uh, If there's not a vaccine ready and there likely won't be by November, even if it's fast tracked, Um, how will that affect things? And will the sports world continue to be affected? There are some out there who are thinking the NFL may not get started on time in the second week of september but we will wait and see all right coming up in just a few minutes hopefully we'll have our conversation with coach Jackie davis uh no we're having some technical problems Our end here this evening and that's not coach davis's fault we're having some gremlins here in the studio but we are working on that got plenty more to talk about as this edition of in the red zone rolls on tonight and a big thank you to our friends over at massey wood and west at three five five seventeen twenty one hey there are things that have to go on uh... you know no matter what and one of them is with the warm weather today the warmer weather tomorrow and before the temperatures drop back for the weekend you want to make sure your HVAC unit is in good order. Not only that, you want to make sure that you're getting good clean air into your home and you don't want to have a situation to where maybe your ducts haven't been cleaned in a very long time. This is the time to get those things done and Massey Wood and West follows all CDC guidelines and can help you with any of those issues and so much more. So give them a call at 355-1721 or go online to MasseyWoodAndWest.com and our fans over and friends over at We Think In Inc. Of course, publishers, printers, etc They're considered a central business. Call ahead or check their website. I'm sure they would appreciate, you know, the heads up and whatnot. And I'm sure they've got social distancing and other things going on uh, in their location. But check out wethinkininc.com for information on how they can still help you out. And as we begin to get to the other side of this thing how they can help you with banners and brochures and such uh, to reintroduce your business or to get your booster club at the high school level ready for 2020-2021. Uh, just a couple of ideas off the top of my head that I know Chuck and the gang at We Think and Inc. can take care of for you. We'll take this time out. We'll come back and we'll continue live on this Monday night. Back in a minute, you are in the Red Zone. We'll be back with more from the
0: Red Zone after these messages. When you need printing, you usually
2: need it yesterday. We Think an in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Staudenmeyer and the folks at We Think an in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think an in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead brochures, or business forms. We Think an in Ink in Ashland.
3: Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40- and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at sports page grill in ashland for nightly specials and more check them out on facebook sports page ashland
2: helping our local community with updates on businesses affected by the coronavirus emergency here is an update ashwood gardens and nursery in ashland is temporarily closed to visitors they are allowing pickups and appointments only go to their website ashwoodgardens.com for more information Junk Luggers of Ashland fully follows all CDC guidelines, plus they furnish their luggers with face masks, gloves, and hand sanitizer. Junk Luggers also offers a pickup program of items you want them to remove, and payment can be made via phone without having to come into personal contact. For more information, call 299-3814 or go to junkluggersofcentralva.com. Max Service Center in Ashland will remain open with normal business hours. They offer an optional no-charge antibacterial disinfectant cleaning wipe-down of the steering wheel, interior controls and exterior door handles, and courtesy vacuum of every vehicle they service, plus an express pay option. Max is offered to be a drop-off site for non-perishable food that they can pass on to organizations such as ACES. Call Max at 368-0213. Anika Colombo Photography in Ashland is still accepting appointments for family portraits. You can get more information at www.anikacolombo.com or call 839-0804. During this difficult time, Creative Marketing Group has developed a campaign called Small Business Strong, featuring and promoting small businesses and organizations that support the livelihood of others. Learn more about these Small Business Strong stories at Creative Marketing Group's Facebook page or directly at creativemktgroup.com. If you would like Creative Marketing Group to feature your story, please contact hello at creativemktgroup.com.
1: Come back to when it comes to the frustration felt by sports fans worldwide no there's no satisfaction i don't care what classic game they put on television although i will say this i, I heard over the weekend and my heart leapt just a bit that my my friends at my all-time favorite television channel uh nfl red zone uh, started replaying the 2019 season today and they're going to play week one today, week two tomorrow, week three Wednesday, and they're going to play for 17 consecutive days at 8 a.m., 3 p.m., and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you've never watched NFL Red Zone before, you've never had that as part of how you watch NFL on Sunday afternoons, I urge you to find it on your cable system. If you have NFL Network, you should have access to NFL Red Zone because this part is free. They're not um, you know, charging for anything for it uh and you get a chance to watch how i watch football on sunday afternoons i haven't watched a game on cbs or fox in like 12 years because it's just it's seven hours of commercial free football and now it's going to get me through the next 17 days of the coronavirus pandemic so i'm really i'm really thrilled about that then i'm thinking about binge watching some stuff but we'll we'll get to that point at some point in time all right let's let's talk softball yeah, uh, yesterday or was it today it was today today my wife and i had to run an errand uh in uh, uh reference to uh dropping off an old router to our isp of choice and I, I just looked at my wife as we were driving around on this beautiful day and said man i miss softball <laughs> i just that today was perfect for practice or for a game and if you think i think that then our next guest is going to feel the exact same way it had to be painfully hard to watch this weather today and not be able to get out there and uh, either practice or play one or man this is a great day to play too jackie davis lee davis head softball coach two decades well over 300 wins in 2020 she announced would be her final season and uh, as of this moment that unfortunately is still the same under these auspicious circumstances but we are very happy that coach davis has decided to join us here tonight live on in the red zone and appreciate your patience coach through all the technical snafus we were working with on our end that was that was our problems not yours coach how are you my friend i'm uh,
4: i'm hanging in there i'm doing as good as as anybody can be doing in these situations.
1: Uh, how are you in terms of um, you know? Are you stocked on your Lysol, your wipes, and your hand sanitizer? Are <laughs> you doing all right there?
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're dwindling the supply on on all of that. Um, toilet paper has been quite the issue, as I'm sure everybody has had. But <laughs> I, th- I think we're good to go for a little bit longer.
1: For a little bit longer. That's awesome. Well, I want <laughs> I want to walk down memory lane with you, if that's okay. Oh, yes, sir. Fantastic. All right. I want you to take me all the way, and I've never asked you this question in all the years that, that I've covered Lee Davis softball with you there as head coach. Take me all the way back. What is your earliest memory of picking up a softball? Oh,
4: uh, th- that was probably when I was six or seven years old, um, stepping onto the field at Seven Pines Elementary and playing softball because my mom told me I couldn't play baseball with the boys. <laughs> um and I, and I guess really my my earliest memory of it is when i was two years old going out in the yard with my brother and watching him pitch into a tire and being able to retrieve the ball and throw it back to him um him and i spent a lot of time out in the yard doing that together and, and that was priceless for me wow. and that's what gave me the love for softball
1: mm. and so you grew up eastern henrico correct
4: Yes, yes. I grew up in Samson, and I graduated from Highland Springs in 1990.
1: Ah, Highland Springs. Have you have you been over to Highland Springs since the the all the changes?
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've ridden through there. My mom still lives down there, and uh, hey, wow, it's it's big changes going on right there on Airport Drive and Nine Mile Road. Um, it was it was kind of sad to see, you know, the tearing down of Crider Stadium. Because um, I, I
1: grew up there watching football games. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I went there for um, a ah, day-long girls basketball event back in January, I believe it was. And and you got to the, the gym. You still had access to the gym because it was open, but in front of it is the chain-link fence. And I just look, and I can see traffic on Airport Drive. And I'm like... Where, 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 are the spiral staircase that takes me up to the top of the of the press box? Where's Kreider? What's going on here? It was exciting in one sense, and it was really sad in another. I totally understand. Coach, you with us?
4: Uh, yes. Yes, I missed that last part. That's, sorry.
1: A, that's okay. That's all right. Just doing a little reminiscing about with not seeing Crider Stadium. Because uh, even though my memories of Kreider only began, I think, our, the first time we did a broadcast there was 2002. Uh, but, man, all the times that we've been over there over the past 10 years or so and everything that they've done. But it, it's, it's, it's sad when you see kind of a piece of your childhood, even though it's progress, go by the wayside. So, I, I mean, I can understand what you're talking about there.
4: yeah and i think the new facility is going to be great for them and they definitely deserve it with the with the amount of states that they put together um they put together quite the program out there and um, I can't wait to see what happens with them in the
1: future. I'm also excited about the, the resurrection, and I know there's going to be a pause on it because of what's happened here with COVID-19, but the resurrection of Highland Springs Little League, that I think is going to be a key component years to come. We're going to see dividends for that at the high school level as well, wouldn't you think? Uh,
4: yes, sir, I would hope so, because I know that, that that's where it starts. It starts with their feeder systems, being able to bring players in and getting good, strong fundamentals at that age. Um, and I sure hope it does because, of course, I've always loved Holland Springs and, and would love to see them excel in baseball and softball as well as how they excel in football, basketball, uh, tracks. Um, I'd love to see them come become all around.
1: Agreed. I'd love to see it too. So, Coach, did your career continue into college?
4: Uh, yes, it did. I did. Um, I decided that I wanted to go play Division three softball because Coach Conway at Mary Washington was looking to put together a team that could win conference championships and go on to national tournament play, and I felt like out of all the places that I looked at, that was the best fit for me, um, so I, I went to Mary Washington and I was a four-year starter in the outfield. Um, and and had a blast. Um, Coach Conway taught me so much about the game. My teammates taught me even more about the love of the game, and it was the best thing that I ever did was going to Mary Washington and playing for her. It it really set the framework for what my career was going to become.
1: Wow. Was it during that four-year period that coaching became a serious proposition for you?
4: Um, I think so. I think that, you know, going into it, I knew I wanted to teach and I wanted to teach math for some reason. I don't know why, but um, yeah, because I could be making a lot more money as a math major, not teaching math but uh, <laughs> yeah, I knew that that was that was what I wanted to do and coaching just kind of fell into it um, and 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 it seemed like just natural to me that you know I was used to going to practices in college and high school. It just kind of continued, that's, that's what you did. And when I started at Stafford, I coached field hockey, I coached basketball, and I coached softball. And it just became a part of me. And something that I love because of the competition and uh, being able to work with young players and inspire them, it, it just seemed a natural fit for me.
1: So you get the opportunity to come to Lee Davis. Um, was it a situation to where it was uh, the, the teaching uh, position first and softball was available, or were they actively looking for a softball coach? Tell us how that came to be, the marriage between you and Lee Davis.
4: Uh, well, I was, I was looking to come back from Fredericksburg. I wanted to come home. Um, and Hanover County was one of the first counties that I applied to. Um, I got offers at Lee Davis and at Attlee. <laughs> and the, the Lee Davis softball job was open. And um, when I interviewed at Atlee, it just didn't seem like a good fit. Mm-hmm. But when I interviewed at Lee Davis, it honestly felt like I was coming home. Mm-hmm. And to have that softball position open and for me to be able to get that was was just huge. Now, it was a dream come true.
1: Now, for those who don't know, kind of give me the, you walk in the first day, what's the state of the program at that time?
4: Well, I mean, the program was in great shape. I actually knew that I was going to be taking over the program as the state tournament the year before uh, was going on, and they had made it to the state quarterfinals. And um, I got to go see them play. I think it was up at Chancellor. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And I knew I had a good shot working with it. And, you know, it, it was tough coming in as a new coach, but, you know, as we started to have success, and I, I remember it was the Verona game going into spring break that the juniors and seniors really rallied around me and was like, "We got this, coach!" And they were like, "We're doing it!" And I think we were like five and one at the time going into spring break, and uh, it, it it was great to finally, you know, come to fruition and, and have those kids really rally around me and and know that you know we were going to continue to take the program in the right direction.
1: Lee Davis head softball coach Jackie Davis with us here tonight, live on in the red zone. Coach, the the, the early years there, you kind of get your feet wet, and then you mentioned a few minutes ago that you had a- applied and interviewed at Attlee and you look over what two three years into your tenure, and they've hoisted up a state championship. Does does that does that create fuel to the fire for you, or are you just happy for them, or how did you kind of respond to that?
4: Um. You know, I don't, I don't really think at the time that I put a lot of stock into that. Um, I knew that Atlee wasn't a good fit for me, and I knew Lee Davis was. And, I, you know, I was, I was happy for them, um, of course. You know, any time we bring a championship back to Hanover County, you have to be happy about it. I don't really think the rivalry between Atlee and Lee Davis took off until my later years of coaching.
1: So for people who for, for people who understand Atley Lee Davis now, it wasn't that way back in two thousand one, two thousand two. Coach, you with us? To take a break? We may have lost Coach, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, come back, try to get her back on the line, and we'll continue our conversation. Man, the gremlins tonight, Calvin. I'm yeah. telling you, they're all over the place. That's okay. I'm going to spray them with Lysol as soon as the show's over. <laughs> back in just a moment, we'll get Coach Davis back on the line, and we'll return here in the Red Zone. There's more to come right after this short break. There's never been a more important time to make sure the air in your home is clean as well as comfortable. Massey Wooden West, serving Virginia since 1923, is ready to help. Massey Wood & West offers quality cleaning services for your HVAC units and can make sure it's ready for the heat of the summer to come. Massey Wood & West proudly offers ream heating and cooling systems. And if it's time to replace that HVAC unit, now is the perfect time to do so. The friendly staff at Massey Wood & West always looks out for your well-being and is working under all CDC guidelines. Need a new duct system? Massey Wood & West can handle that too. Plus, Massey Wood and West is proud to offer Rheem water heaters. So call 355-1721. Ask for Doug or Al. They'll be glad to help you get ready. 355-1721. Massey Wood and West. Online at MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com.
0: I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that.
5: services and IT support. You and those in your office will never have to wait hours to have your technical questions answered. Get your free computer diagnosis today with your very own geek. Get started now and we'll help you instantly.
2: Call 877-801-0746. 877-801-0746. That's 877-801-0746.
3: Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' Night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond, at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook, Sports Page Ashland.
1: Back live here in the red zone on this Monday night. Rob, them. So glad you're with us, and glad, head coach. Uh, Jackie Davis from Lee Davis Softball is with us as well by telephone. So we are practicing successfully social distancing, of course. Coach, good to have you back with us. We were just making the point uh, about how the Lee davis uh, rivalry really hadn't fired up the way that it is known of now, say back in the early days of your tenure there at Lee Davis. But you did mention Verina. Uh, people forget the fact that in your early years, Verina had a heck of a program.
4: Oh yeah, and I, I kind of feel like, you know, especially in my first one or two years there, you know, I was I was battling with Verona a lot. Um to win the, the to win the district and everything. Um I remember that first year we played Verona in the district tournament championship and were able to come out of it, I believe, uh, I think by 2 to 1. It was a fantastic game and yeah, they were a powerhouse back then.
1: Your earlier year, let's take it to the first decade, let's split it up from the 2000s and the 2010s, (coughs) um, you're building a program, but in the process, there are a lot of great student-athletes that come through that program in that first 10 years as you're getting closer and closer. Uh, to of course everyone's eventual goal the state championship which we'll talk about here in just a second but uh, kind of give it a, a, a tip of the cap if you would to some of the people who really helped you lay the foundation for the program these past 20 years
4: hey, well you know the, the first person that definitely comes to mind is Tupper Wilson um, that kid is phenomenal she uh, she had a tendency to drive me crazy. Um, I think she spent a lot of time running polls for me. But, you know, that kid really, when I think back to those days, she was the epitome of our program. She put in a lot of hard work. Uh, She helped us develop younger players. Um, In that same time frame, uh, Lynette Mall, who was my starting pitcher when I first came there, uh, she did a lot of great things for us as well. Um, Those early teams really helped me set the stage for what. I wanted my program to be about. I wanted it to be about tradition. I wanted it to be about pride. I wanted it to be about community. Um, I wanted it to be about work ethic. I wanted them to understand that. If they worked harder than anybody else, and they put the time in, the results would come. And they those early teams really helped set the stage. Um, I was so thankful you know, towards the end of the decade. Um, and into the new decade, 2010, 2011, um, Peppa Wilson came back and coached with me. She was there in 2010 when we made it to the state championship and, and we're runner up, and she was there in 2011 with me when we won it. And, and to have a former player as my assistant coach in that role just, it, it meant the world to me. And um, she did a phenomenal job for me, both as an athlete and as a coach, and I will I will always be indebted to her, and, and to this day, we, we still talk like great friends.
1: That's awesome. and and That's what it's all about. Even when you're the coach and you're trying to create a tradition, oh. you're going to have to have those people who play those roles, and she certainly did that, no doubt about it.
4: Oh, yeah. She definitely did.
1: So take me back, Coach, to the, the, the feeling at the end of 2010 and the feeling at the end of 2011. How much, because you were so close to winning it all there in, in, in 2010, Uh, obviously people would automatically look at that and go, boy, will they use that as fuel to the fire and momentum and blah, 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 blah. Yes, that's true, but you've still got to perform. You've still got to do everything that you need to do in the off season to even get ready for a chance to try to go back and get that championship. What was it like in that off season prior to 2011?
4: Um. Well, I will tell you, and and my players probably uh, still to this day hate me for it. But after we took that that state championship loss, and and we, and we did not play our best ball that day, we did not put our best foot forward. Um, I brought them back in during exam week, and I had a meeting, and I said, okay, look, I didn't I didn't really tell you how I felt after the game, but I'm going to tell you how I feel now. And I I, I kind of laid it out there and, and let them know that. You know, we, we did not put our, put our best foot forward and, and we underachieved that game and that we had made mistakes that ultimately cost us the game and that coming into the, the following season, you know, we had to remember that and use that to kind of launch us into where we wanted to be um, going forward in 2011. I knew that that was their year and that if we could do it, um, it, it, it would be great because that was what was expected of us. In 2010, I don't think anybody really imagined that we'd be in the state championship. Um, I think we had some things go right. Obviously, we had Kelly Hines in the mound, and we had a great offense behind her, and that continued into 2011. And it, it was a tough season in 2011 because you know even though you're number one, you have that target on your back. Mm-hmm. And everybody was coming out to beat us. And um, the girls, the seniors especially, I had six seniors on the team, and they knew what their goal was. was. They knew how it felt to go to the state championship and lose. And they knew what they had to do to go back to that state championship and win. And, and, And they did it. on airfield to Patrick Henry. And um, I believe that one loss is what was able to refocus us so that we could go ahead and win that state championship.
1: And a lot of people do remember the the exploits and the work of Kelly in the circle and rightfully so, and she was just admitted into the uh, inducted into the Athletic Hall of Fame there at Lee Davis early this year. But there are a lot of players on that team, starting with that that set of seniors you just mentioned a minute ago, Coach, that without them that that state championship wouldn't happen. It wasn't Kelly and her merry band of other people. You had a lot of talent on that team.
4: I did, and it was we had a great defense. Uh, if you remember, in the state championship game, at a very pivotal point, we turned a double play on a bunt, mm-hmm. and that was, uh, you know, freshman Riley Hawker throwing throwing back to second base from first. T. Taylor Melton to, to double the girl off on the on the sacrifice bunt, um, and then, and then the offensive power that we had, Carissa Parent as a lefty slapper, um, really came through for us in key situations especially in the uh, semifinal regional game against Thomas Dale. Um, Casey Price mm. uh, executed very well at the plate for us all season long. I mean, I just had players stepping up. I mean, Meredith Holmes, you know, winning uh, District Player of the Year that year, um, that was huge for her, but it was a credit to the time that they all put in. And, and they always asked to come to the field early or to stay late to get extra work in, and it was their determination that really made what we did possible. And um, they they really came together as a team that year for that common goal of winning the state championship. It was was very cool to watch and very cool to be a part of.
1: And did you allow yourself a little bit of time once you had won the title to kind of just sit back and reflect on it? Because when you're in the heat of the moment, you're just worried about the next batter, the next pitch, the next this, the next that. Uh, how long was yeah. it before you said to yourself, Okay, I, I I need to just soak this in
4: Yeah, it, it, it took a while because I, I remember right after the game when Kelly struck the the last girl out and and you know, the team rushed the mound, I remember just sitting on the bucket going, Oh wow, like we we just won a state championship and I remember Pepper running by me was like, Come on, coach, we we won the state championship and it, it took her to kind of jog me to to get out to the field, and then I remember Carissa, a parent, jumping into my arms, I remember Haley Cottrell coming over and picking me up and hugging me, um, it, it was surreal at the time, and I think that's why I always wished I would win another one, because I wanted to be able to enjoy it more in the moment right. than I did that time, because I was I was in shock, I was like, oh my god, we just won a state championship. <laughs>
1: You know, and, and you guys, that team, your coaching staff, you, you need to be credited. I know that there were fantastic teams here in the county at that time as well. But you kind of ushered in the, the decade of, of what I've called the golden age of softball here in Hanover County. I mean, there was, I think, only two seasons out of ten where a team from Hanover County or multiple teams um, did not make uh, the state semis or the state championship. Uh, every other year, we had either someone winning it. We had two teams in it. We had two teams playing each other in it. it. It was just remarkable to watch. And then, therefore, that meant for you as a coach, what pressure you look on your schedule. And like every Friday night was a state championship caliber game. It had to be insane. Oh yeah, it was.
4: I mean, I mean, starting back in you know those years, and then going into. See the next decade of, of where we are now I mean and and the way the athletic directors do the schedule now where we play every Hanover County team twice and it's all on Friday night I mean I I told you this last year when I when you interviewed me Friday night softball in Hanover County is like Friday night lights. yes I mean it, it's it's unreal I, I I mean it's some of the best softball you will ever find um, Hanover County just just breeds it, and it's been an awesome. It's been so awesome to be a part of the amount of community that comes out to those games. You know, my my players' dads that that have the mechanical trucks that park in left field. Yeah, just the environment that it brings to those games. It's exciting, and and you have to be ready every Friday night you step on the field. I mean, if you if you take an inning off, a pitch off you know, you're you're getting ready to lose the game. Mm-hmm. It is playoff-caliber softball every Friday night that you step on the field against one of those teams. And it's so competitive. Um, and, and, of course, the rivalry is built between us and Atlee. And um, the, the respect is there, but when we step on that field, we, we're, we're going to put our best foot forward to beat you, no doubt.
1: <laughs> you guys get after you it. You never
4: know what's going to happen because it's a rivalry game.
1: That's exactly right. You're right. You never ever know. So, Coach, uh, I, I I know that you, that you have told this story before, but I, it, it, was there any particular moment that you thought to yourself, "Okay, maybe it's time to step back"? How did the process of making this decision that you have now made begin?
4: Um, you know, it, it starts out, and you know, for a while there, I was thinking about switching careers and becoming an athletic director, and. And, you know, that didn't come to be, and I think that that didn't come to be because I was meant to still be on that softball field. I was meant to be there for Jesse Gentry and Sydney Guess and Logan Hawker and and, and those guys that, you know, we were able to win back-to-back-to-back regional championships with. Right. Um, I was still meant to be there. And at some point in your career, you have to step back and look at and be like, okay, well, I'm going to stay for this group okay, well, now I really like this kid. I'm going to stay for this kid. At some point, you just have to say, okay, it's time for for me to have a life. It's time for, you know, maybe for my golf game to improve. Um, Maybe for me to go back to school and and get my master's. Um, You know, there are other things that I want to do. Uh, And I just kind of had to set that date, and I set that date. This year because my goddaughter who plays at James River is 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 a senior and she's graduating and and I want to be able to travel and and see her in college she's not gonna play softball but I want to be able to be there for her she's going out of state and it was just it, it seemed like a good end date with uh, with her graduation and then, this is always gonna be a player you want to come back for um I I feel heartbreaking about my juniors and, and leaving them, and, you know, even my underclassmen that, that I've started uh, developing relationships with. They, you know, I mean, I have, you know, juniors. I have Sydney Gentry, Jesse yeah. Gentry's little sister who I've known forever. I have Carla Melbrick, McKenna Melbreck's little sister that yep. I've known forever. I mean, you just, you, you develop those ties with those kids, and it, 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 it breaks your heart, you know, thinking about not being there for them.
1: Uh, and, and, and,
4: and no doubt about it, Rob, I'm going to miss it.
1: Oh, I know you're going to miss it. It
4: was just my time.
1: It was, it was time. And, and and mad respect to you, Coach, that even in the midst of, of everything that's happened here in the last 30 days, and, and I, I can say this publicly now, I'm driving home from the ODAC basketball tournament Sunday night, March 1st, <laughs> And I get a telephone call. Uh, I think I had just passed over Afton Mountain, and, <laughs> and it's Coach Davis. And she let me know that she had broken the news to her team the Friday previously that this the 2020 season would be her last. And I was like, whoa. So I kind of absorbed that shock as I was driving back home from, from a, a great day down in Salem and then you know all of a sudden 10 nights later the world has changed and and everything's shutting down and 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 to you coach mad respect uh, for standing by this decision in light of what we've had to deal with and 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 in light of how the 2020 season was just kind of taken away from everybody through no fault of our own through through nothing that we did it just was unusual circumstances but that which you are retiring for is still going is still going to happen and that's an era and a chapter in your life that you want to see happen no matter what and and i i know the last 30 days have had to be just unbelievably difficult for you but i have so much respect that that you're sticking to your guns in this situation because it would have been really easy to go well you know i should come back and and do this
4: yeah yeah it would have been and um and it it just seemed like you know i was 100% definite that this was it. it, it really breaks my heart that it's going to end this way. Yeah. Um, it breaks my heart that I didn't get a chance to continue making those connections with the younger kids that uh, we had begun to make with the three weeks of our season. Um, it breaks my heart for you know Savannah Henley, Madison McLaughlin, Jewel Wagner, my three senior athletes that, yes. that they're not going to get to experience their senior year, their senior season. Um, I have told them that some way, somehow, no matter what, we will have a senior night to honor them because they definitely deserve that. They've they've made <clears throat> great contributions to our program. Amen. Um, and I, you know, I feel bad for my goddaughter that that she's not going to have her senior season. And you know, I guess it, it it goes all the way out to all the senior athletes. Um, you know, Blair Rhodes, Jackson Radcliffe at, at at Patrick Henry, you know, I've been I've been close with with their parents and talking with them, and um, it's just heartbreaking for all these kids.
1: It is, and it's totally different from the college situation in that you know there are discussions, and now preliminarily from a, a Division One standpoint at least you know some of the seniors may be able to come back and, and get that extra year of eligibility but as we talked to uh, Taylor Sandiford was on our program here just a couple of weeks ago played at Atlee played at Randolph Macon she's a senior this year her her future is already set in, in stone so you know whether it's uh, a job you've already procured or or a commission in the in the in the, in the um, armed forces or whatever the case may be you know, you may get that eligibility for one more year, but you may not be able to use it. So, but on the high school level, you know, you're not coming back to high school. That just doesn't happen. You're going to graduate one way or the other, and hopefully we can get commencement exercises in, in some way, shape or form. But yeah, it just, and it's broken my heart and I'm just a guy who writes about it and talks about it. I can't even imagine on the level of coach um, how the last few weeks have been.
4: Oh yeah, I, um, the, the day they announced the academic year was ending, um, I, I spent a lot of time crying. Uh, I was heartbroken. Um, although I understand the decision, and I know what they, they did was best for us in the situation, um, it was just very heartbreaking to know that that was over. Um, I just want to, you know, Rob, I hope you don't mind me going off topic a little bit here. Nope. I just, I, I just really want to give a shout-out to all of my former players all of my former parents and and all of my coaches that have been associated with my program those guys are the ones that really made the program what it is the tradition and pride that is there has come because of the camaraderie that we that we have the community um that supports us every day has been huge like i said trent melbrix uh chuck out in my field I mean, that's just been amazing. And, and you know, having the support uh, here lately of Danny Grubbs and Tom Gentry helping to get the field done. And then here recently um, being able to coach with Gary Stonebreaker and Kenzie Stonebreaker who played for me. Um, that's been awesome. Uh, and Crystal and Cam Byers have done an awesome job for me. So I just can't thank everybody enough for helping me have the career that I have had and, and to my administration, you know, Charles Stevens and, and Tripp Metzger and, and to everybody in Lee Davis for the support they give the girls, they really make everything that happens for these girls um, very memorable and something that they're going to remember forever.
1: For a long, long time, uh, you no doubt about that. But there's got to yeah. be somebody steering the ship and you've done it pretty well for the last two decades, Coach, I salute you. Thank you so much for taking some time out to talk with us tonight. And keep in touch. I want to know about the next chapter, and I want to know how your golf score is. Okay,
4: all right, great. That <laughs> sounds great, Rob. I'm gonna miss talking to you, so I'll be in touch.
1: You, yes, you stay in touch, no doubt. Thank you, Coach. All right, thank you, Coach Jackie Davis, Lee Davis, softball. I, I can't. It's like last week when we had Carol Hay here on the show, Calvin. I just can't say the word former. I uh, just having a hard time with that, and I'm not gonna use that term. For Coach Davis, until we get into the middle of June, when the season should have come to a close. What a career and and, and what a legacy there at Lee Davis Softball. And can't wait to see what the next chapter of that legacy will be, because she has certainly left it in phenomenal shape. And I'm sure will be in great hands with her successor. We'll come back, wrap this uh, edition of In the Red Zone up, coming up in uh, just a moment here on the Mater. Be right back.
0: In the Red Zone. We'll take a short time out. We'll be right back. So stay tuned to The Mater. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into
5: foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect and may save your home. Call for closure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. 800-600-9969. That's 800-600-9969. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday.
2: We Think an in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Staudenmeyer and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead brochures, or
1: business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. There's never been a more important time to make sure the air in your home is clean as well as comfortable. Massey Wooden West, serving Virginia since 1923, is ready to help. Massey Wood & West offers quality cleaning services for your HVAC units and can make sure it's ready for the heat of the summer to come. Massey Wood & West proudly offers REAM heating and cooling systems. And if it's time to replace that HVAC unit, now is the perfect time to do so. The friendly staff at Massey Wood & West always looks out for your well-being and is working under all CDC guidelines. Need a new duct system? Massey Wood & West can handle that too. Plus Massey Wood and West is proud to offer Rheem water heaters. So call 355-1721. Ask for Doug or Al. They'll be glad to help you get ready. 355-1721. Massey Wood and West. Online at MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. <laughs> before 7 o'clock. Back to wrap things up here on this edition of In the Red Zone. Again, my uh, my deepest thanks to Lee Davis Head Softball Coach Jackie Davis for joining us here this evening. In the Red Zone will continue each and every Monday night here live from the Mater Studios uh, at 6 p.m. Looking forward to lining up more great guests. And this is hopefully going to give us an opportunity to bring in some some people that maybe we normally couldn't talk to because they're in the heat of the season. Uh, You know, such as spring sports right now, that sort of thing. And as we get the guests lined up for the next several weeks we of course will keep you posted both here on the mater on the radio and of course on our Facebook page and our Twitter feed, both found at 1029 the Mater, and uh, always uh, across the social media channels of the RBA Sports Network. So we will return with another edition next Monday night at 6 p.m. My thanks to We Think and Inc. and to Massey Wood and West. Thanks to Coach Davis. A big thanks to Calvin Cecil on the other side of the glass. I'll be back with you at 9 for Party of Two and, of course, in the Mater Breaking News Center with the latest on COVID-19. Until next Monday night for another edition of In the Red Zone. Rob with them saying thanks for joining Have a great night, everybody.
0: In the Red Zone, with Rob Witham, is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone, with Rob Witham, is a copyright production of 5th Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction, in part or in whole, without the express written consent of 5th Estate Broadcasting, LLC, is strictly prohibited.